Welcome to Celebrate Cultivate, a podcast about celebrating the good in life and cultivating more of what you want. I'm your host, Kayleen Elise. My intention is to offer deep breaths and ideas for appreciating the magic in everyday life. I'm here to help you listen to your intuition, trust your inner wisdom, and act with inspiration. Let's get to it. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Celebrate Cultivate. Today's episode is another guest interview. I have with me Jessica Chandler. She has been a client of mine for almost a year now. We started working together through Magical May in 2020, and she stayed with me as I pivoted from mindset coaching to intuition coaching to where I am now, which is a magical blend of both. Jessica has an eight-year background in strategic communications. She lives in Oregon with her husband and her two boys. They love being outdoors together, and she loves getting a quiet moment to herself. In her 20s, Jessica felt happiness was just around the corner, right behind the next life milestone or accomplishment. These days, she knows she can choose to be happy wherever she is, and she still wonders what amazing adventures lie ahead. A few of Jessica's favorite things include sunny winter days, journaling, finding small ways to celebrate everyday moments at home, and savoring a great cup of coffee. She recently started a new Instagram account to curate and explore inspiration beyond family pics and random selfies. Connect and follow her journey at hey underscore Jessica C. Jessica, welcome to the show. I'm so glad to have you here. Thanks, Kayleen. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. So I think one thing I really relate to is that in your 20s, you felt like happiness was on the other side of that next milestone or accomplishment. I think that's something that so many people experience, but I'm wondering, why do you think that's the case? Like, why do we all feel that way? Gosh, you know, I feel like it's almost like there's a prescription that you kind of learn as your life is going on. You know, you're going to go to college, you're going to find the right partner, you're going to get married, get the great job, uh, buy the house, have the kids, you know, whatever your pathway looks like. And it can kind of start to feel like a punch list almost of just like, I need to do the next thing. I need to have the next career advancement. And I don't know. It just kind of starts to feel like you're always striving for that next destination. And I remember just kind of looking around like, okay, now I have the kids in the house and all of that. Why haven't I arrived yet? Yeah. Well, you did arrive and then you realized, oh, (laughs) what's, what's next? So what has kind of helped you see that you can choose to be happy right where you are? I definitely felt an imbalance Um, the constant kind of like striving and looking for the next stage or the next thing was like really fatiguing to me. Like I was feeling Mm. worn out, burnt out, just kind of like this can't be it. Um, Because I'm just not really feeling, um, you know, what I was looking for. But I was getting little glimpses here and there of like, hey, like these are really sweet moments. Especially I think once I had kiddos, I really started to focus on, 
mindset and being a bit more present and intentional and finding ways to like really sink into those moments. And so I think that as I began to find, you know, those little glimmers of what I was looking for in those really quiet moments, which was kind of the opposite of what I had initially thought it was going to be. I just Mm -hmm. tried to find ways to kind of sink deeper into that and connect more um, to those areas. Yeah. So do you have any current like practices or rituals that help you sink into those feelings? Yeah. You know, I think that it's like my personality type, but I think like you and I have had many conversations like this. Like I was always looking for the right way to do it or like the perfect journaling practice or something. But what I've really found has been best for me is like moments that I can kind of incorporate throughout my day, like no pressure, low stakes, just like finding little ways to like anchor. Um, One of my favorite things is when I first wake up in the morning before I kind of get going, I try to just think to myself like three things I'm grateful for. Um, You know, I'm not worried about writing it in a particular journal or just kind of thinking it. And then another thing that I really love to do is as I'm transitioning throughout my day between being a working mom at home with the kids is just taking like a minute of to pause and breathe and like really just kind of sink into that and then ask myself like, what do I need right now? And I found those little anchors have just been so powerful to really help me make that connection. Mm, I love that. And you know, that one minute check-in is one of my favorite things, but I think a lot of people, you know, usually do that gratitude practice, that three thing check-in at the end of the day. And sometimes it's just like, I don't know, the day is too fresh or you're just (laughs) too tired. So I really think it's great that you're doing it first thing in the day. Yeah, I really like it. I think it helps me set the tone. Um, I was waking up and like grabbing my phone and scrolling uh, email or social media kind of right away. And Mm -hmm. it's just enough of a pause. And like, sometimes it's just like, hey, I'm grateful I woke up. I'm grateful I have a safe house, you know, (laughs) that I can wake up in. Yeah, yeah. And (laughs) you're right. I mean, it is definitely one of those things that I think so many people do is just roll over, grab your phone, you're checking to see what time it is or to turn your alarm off. And then the next thing you do is like open your email and open Instagram. It is like... It's such a thing, but I don't necessarily think that's the best way for us to be waking up all the time. No, I think that I was, you know, waking up feeling like, oh my gosh, I got to get reconnected. I've been asleep. Like, what did I miss? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. what's looming ahead of me? But that was always making me kind of start my day off kilter. And I think that the smaller, slower, more intentional practice has been really good for me. And I also have kiddos who are not good sleepers, even though they're five and seven, they still don't sleep well and they wake up a variety of times. So I had this idea that like, I would love this like beautiful hour long morning routine where I have all this time to myself and it really sets me up for a great day. But most mornings that's not available to me. And so these like smaller little bite-sized pieces, I've just been like loving how much they can really help me do without having to carve out that really specific time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that, 
even having that vision or that grand desire for all of that time in the morning, like as a mom, especially with younger children, it can kind of set you up for disappointment because it's sort of unachievable on a consistent basis. Um, No matter, unless you're waking up at (laughs) 4am, you know, like it's just not necessarily um, as readily available as it will be and has been at different phases of life. Yeah. I think that in our conversations, Kayleen, like one thing that you really helped me with um, was you kind of asked me with all these different systems I thought I wanted, like what was the feeling I was after? Um, And so I think that thinking that way and kind of backing up into it, like, okay, I want to wake up feeling connected, not connected to the email, but connected to myself and my purpose and like my peace, like then I realized it could actually be accomplished in just a few steps versus like this beautiful routine that I was going to, you know, publish about or whatever. Mm -hmm. Totally. Oh, I'm really glad to hear that. And so do you find yourself now having these realizations and having these tools at your fingertips? Do you still get pulled into that idea that happiness a greater happiness is at the end of a certain achievement or a certain milestone? I I do find myself thinking that still. I think that it is like hardwired. That's like my knee-jerk reaction, you know, like, oh, maybe I should be looking for a promotion at work because that's kind of the next step to take. But I guess I find myself chasing those ideas a lot less readily and like, almost having ways that I can kind of step back, like really like assess and think like, okay, what is it that I'm looking for here? And not just assume that it's like the next checkbox that would accomplish it. Yeah. Yeah. So that same strategy of like really looking for what is the feeling under all of that that I desire. Yeah. So we started working together last May, which was when things were really fresh with the pandemic, like it hadn't just started, but I think we had just settled into like, this might be longer than we thought that two week thing was going to be. So what was your everyday life like in those moments back in May when we first started working together? For me, things were crazy, probably like most people, um, I work in a job that has never been remote before. I've always wanted to be able to work from home, but that has never been allowed. And so suddenly it was like kind of thrust into a world of like, hey, you're working from home. Oh, but like bonus, your kids are home and there's also school to be done. And so nothing that I was used to, you know, I guess other than my home and my family was how it had been before. So it kind of felt like Mm -hmm. things were changing nonstop. And, you know, we got sent home at the end of March and it was like, oh, it'll be two weeks, but then it was two more weeks and then two more weeks. And so it was just trying to figure out how to fit all of these different roles and pieces together. And, you know, I feel like as soon as kind of got a little bit of a grasp of normalcy, things would change again. So it definitely was a bit all over the place. Yeah. And so... Now looking almost a year since, like a lot of the external circumstances are the same, but what's changed for you? I think the biggest thing that has changed for me is kind of just like myself, which is funny to say because I'm still in the same role at work. I'm still mama to two boys. And, you know, so like looking from the outside, nothing has changed, but 
I just feel like a lot more peaceful and intentional and like I'm able to kind of connect to different things within myself. Like, you know, like I said, I still had to have those like knee jerk reactions to things, but I'm able to like pause and give myself what I need. And um, yeah, just like a lot more even keeled throughout the week. You know, I still have deadlines and things that come up, but being able to really tune into what I need and pause and, you know, surprisingly enough to my former self, it hasn't come with a perfect system or a perfect planner or anything like that. It's just been a lot more like kind of going with the flow. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny how our minds will tell us that we need a perfect solution to something, but you're a living, breathing example that like taking care of yourself in the moment in small ways really can build up over time. Yeah. I definitely notice like little things will come up during the week and I just, I don't know. I feel much more capable or like, okay, like I'm just going to take a minute to breathe and like figure out what I really need or, um, I don't know. It just, it doesn't, I don't spend as much time worrying about those things as I once did. And not having that extra load of worry on your mind. How has that changed your everyday life? It's been wonderful. I feel like I can really enjoy my day so much more, which is really Mm -hmm. what my goal was in the beginning, right? That I was looking for this ability to kind of enjoy this great life that we have. Um, yeah, freeing up that kind of mental space just really allows for so much more, I guess, goodness in our day-to-day. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm so glad to hear that. And I know that your connection to your intuition has grown and deepened a lot over the last several months. What has that connection given to you? You know, it's really given me, I think, like a peace and like a knowing, um, as you can probably tell, like I'm someone who's likely to like research things a lot and like really like consider like what a good solution is, um, possibly ask people what their opinions are. And all of that looking back is kind of just like busy energy, you know? And so I think that connecting more deeply to my intuition, I don't do that search quite as often. Um, and so just being like a little bit more peaceful and knowing, and then I find that I'm not really needing to look outside as often as well. Yeah. And this just came to me in hearing you say that, cause I totally can relate. I'm, I mean, I'm somebody who like runs things by people and like, I will ask people for their opinions, knowing what I want them to <laughs> tell me. Mm-hmm. And then when they don't tell me that I'm like, Oh, I shouldn't have asked you. <laughs> So has that um, new resource within, has that impacted relationships with the people closest to you, with your partner or with your family members or friends in any way? I think it has, because I think that desire to like run things past people is sometimes like seeking a bit of approval or validation that we're on the right track. And removing that like constant desire or need for it kind of helps me feel a bit more, you know, authentic and who I am and kind of being able to show up more confidently. And 
despite how I may have thought before, like showing up more authentically and confidently allows me to, you know, connect more to others. Like I'm able to be truly myself, which is really helpful for those relationships. Yeah, absolutely. And something that I think when we are seeking that approval and that validation, I think we also tell ourselves that we're seeking it to connect, but you're absolutely right. When you are able to stand in your own power from like really simple things of like, what do you want to order for dinner tonight? And being able to like, say exactly what you want and like, not be like, well, you know, unless you want something else (laughs) and just like have that like wishy-washy quality that creates tension that like not being so sure of yourself removes that ability to connect. And then of course, even more in bigger circumstances. Yeah. I think that I thought that kind of showing up slightly more boldly for lack of a better term, you know, would maybe create conflict in different ways that being that sort of like, well, what do you think if you don't or whatever, um, Mm -hmm. was helping to preserve all these relationships. But I find that like, I don't know, my energy is just a lot better or I feel more confident in it. And I've been like pleasantly surprised with like how other people have responded to it. Yes. Yes. That's so good to hear. And when you do that check-in of asking, what do I need? Do you ever hear things that like you really don't want to do? Yes. I thought what I would do that, it would be like, you need chocolate. You need to lay down and watch Netflix. Like that would be kind of the, you know, answers that I would get. Um, But sometimes it's like, you need to clean the bathroom or you need to, you know, speak up in this meeting and make sure you're heard. Um, It's not things that I would think of um, as being like luxurious or like soothing to myself, but they kind of help me with whatever direction I'm moving that day. Oh, I love that. (laughs) Do you ever not listen to it? I certainly question it sometimes, you know, like, oh, I can't be right. Like... Yeah. What do you do when, when you feel that question come up? Well, I do try to just kind of like get quiet again and maybe just like reconnect. Um, but I think with a little bit of like time and practice, I found that even though like I may doubt it, it's typically right. Yeah. And it is, it is you, like it is part of you saying, this is what you need to do. So once you kind of prove it to yourself that like, even when this isn't like Netflix or chocolate, it's still moving me in the direction that ultimately I want to go. I do think it gets easier to trust it, even when another part of you might be questioning it. Yeah. And I think one other thing that's come up with like some of our calls that we've done is I sometimes have realized like there's not really any wrong choices, especially a lot of the choices, you know, I'm privileged to make each day. I'm not making life and death decisions on the daily. So really, if I'm choosing to clean the bathroom or watch Netflix, both are good choices. Yes. Yes. I'm so glad you said that. My intuition tells me all the time, it doesn't matter. I'm like, well, what am I supposed (laughs) to do with that information? But I think it is really empowering to be able to know that like you can do the quote unquote hard thing. You can do the quote unquote easy thing, but it's really having that clarity of purpose and knowing like, well, I'm making this choice actively, like not letting this thing happen to me that can even just really help smooth things over a little bit. 
Yeah. And I think that having those ongoing check-ins with yourself about how things are going or what you'll, what you need, that's when I'll kind of notice like patterns of like, well, I've been taking it a little easy for a while and I actually need to re, um, you know, focus my energy in a different direction. So being able to look at it like a little bit more neutrally and not feeling like every decision is like super critical, um, has been really Mm -hmm. helpful. Yeah. Oh, good. Good. We'll have two more questions for you. First, what are you celebrating these days? Well, for us, um, we're getting close to March, which is actually both of my son's birthdays. So that's, I guess, a little bit of an easy answer that we're getting ready to head into like a month of celebrating birthdays. Um, but I think also we're kind of just celebrating like where we are right now as a family, um, 2020 has been a very difficult year for a lot of people, but, you know, for us, it's been a really sweet time with the ages our boys are and being able to kind of grow that connection just a little bit more than maybe we we would have in a typical year. Yeah, I've heard that from a lot of people. It has been so trying and so testing. And of course, we're looking for things to to change in a way that allows us to operate in society with a little (laughs) bit more community and that sort of thing. But at the same time, being so close. And I think it might depend on how old your kids are. If you have like really, really little ones, like, oh man, that my heart goes out to you. But, um, you know, it is one of those things where if you, you're getting more access to their personalities and to creating those bonds that I think are going to last a really long time. Yeah, I hope so. I feel like our time together has been really just very sweet. I think we'll look back on this time, you know, time and distance is always helpful, of course. Um, You know, once we can Mm -hmm. step away from all the Zoom meetings and I think it'll be like, oh, I'm thankful I had that time with them at this stage. Oh, and then second is what are you cultivating? I think what I'm cultivating is just kind of continuing some of these practices that I've learned and established over the past few months. Um, now that I feel more comfortable in applying them, just kind of seeing how they can, I don't know, help nurture and support me in different situations that may come up. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing is like, again, what the mind would desire is like a finish line of like, okay, cool. I'm done. I got this. And you do have it. Like you absolutely do, but it is an ongoing practice that you are going to continue to expand and grow in. And I'm so excited to watch that happen because like you said, from the outside, like not a lot has changed in your life, but your experience of your life on a day-to-day basis is so different. And that's amazing. Yeah, I think so. I think that just kind of sinking deeper into it or, you know, continuing to build that trust that no matter what comes up, I have these tools, practices, you know, connections to myself that I can really kind of lean into. And um, yeah, it just makes it all that much better. Well, Jessica, thank you so much for being here and sharing your magic with all of us. Thank you so much for having me, Kayleen. This was very exciting to do, and I am just honored to be part of your podcast. Oh, thank you again. Friends, be sure to connect with Jessica on Instagram. She's at hey underscore Jessica C. And if you would like to explore coaching with me, you can learn more on my website, KayleenElise.com forward slash coaching. 
I really love to be able to support clients over a longer period of time, which is why I created my in-depth three-month coaching experience. It combines intuition and mindset coaching to align your life with your inner wisdom. Before you book, we'll meet for a 44-minute discovery call so we can talk about what's going on in your life and how learning to access and trust your intuition will help you activate that alignment you desire. And one last thing, I'm hosting another free new moon Zoom this Saturday, March 13th at 7 p.m. Central Time. Join us for a guided meditation, collective journaling, and space to share. Visit KayleenElise.com forward slash moon to sign up and I'll see you there. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Visit KayleenElise.com for links and notes from today's episode. Connect with me on Instagram. I'm at KayleenElise. Please share this pod with anyone who could use a little extra magic in their everyday life. Stay tuned for the next episode. I'll talk to you then.